You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Online Choir Podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper. We're live at T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas, where the Illini put on a show. Uh, what a comeback win. Illinois goes up seven. You're thinking, oh, they have the talent. They are one of the better teams in the country. Then UCLA goes on a tear. Derek get a 15-point lead the second half. But Illinois shows uh, after that part where they looked like they were not ready for prime time, like they're going to need time to gel. They showed the heart of a champion, as Jay Billis once said. They showed that they have the grit, the coaching, and the dude that can help them be one of the best teams in the country. One of the most impressive wins we've seen from Illinois basketball uh, in the last couple of years, and that's saying something given the wins that Brad Underwood has had here. 79-70, Terrence Shannon, 29 points, eight three-pointers, ties a program record with about six, seven other Illini. Derek, this is what Brad Underwood envisioned when he remade this roster, right? Yeah, absolutely. Statement win for this team. Uh, really gutsy one, like, like you mentioned there. In the first half, Illinois was in a decent spot because of their defense, and that's to the point of what Brad has wanted is just the ability to put pressure on people, be more disruptive, throw out the press. And I thought that it was ugly offensively for both sides early on, and Illinois really did a great job of collapsing inside. Even though they don't have that seven-foot center, they could really challenge shots, and they sped up UCLA. Uh, they were really out of sorts and pressing. Then UCLA settled in. They Illinois got some bad switches. Uh, I know that with their ball screen action, you end up with Sky or some smaller guys on Haquez who dominated in the mid-post, and Tiger Campbell got going too. And early second half, Two more turnovers for Illinois. That was a big theme throughout the first 22 minutes. It looked like they were going to get blown off the floor, yeah. similar to Baylor did in the first game against Virginia. And it felt like a John Gross ESPN game. That's what yeah. it felt like it was going to be. Right, and we've seen some disappointing non-conference showings, even by some, some proven, cohesive uh, Brad Underwood teams. But this one, we got so much newness, and you wonder if they're ready for something like this, just completely explode and show – all the talent that they had, the defensive tenacity. It was it was cool to see a collective effort by so many guys contributing. Dane had some really big plays. Shannon was unbelievable. I mean, we've talked about him as far as an NBA draft pick, like a first-round talent, maybe middle of the first lottery pick potential. A lot of NBA people here, Tayshaun Prince. Uh, he had some assistant GMs in the building, and he's going to be on some, some radars because he was dominant. Eight threes is we, we've been on this beat a long time, as, as impressive of any individual performance as I've seen in doing this, and that says a lot. 
Yeah, I want to get into him, obviously. And I talked with Fran Fraschilla right after the game, uh, and he's watched a lot of Terrence covering a lot of the Big 12. So I'll, I'll give you his thoughts here in a second. I'll have a story on that. But, Derek, I, th I thought the way it looked, I mean, this is a great UCLA team that's got a bunch of five-star talents, has a Garden Tiger Campbell, who's one of the best point guards in the country. Love watching him play. Jaime Hawkins, same thing, so skilled. Illinois made Campbell take 23 shots to get 22 points. We'll bring up Sincere Harris and his impact here in a moment. Hawkes needed 22 shots to get 20 points. Uh, Amari Bailey is a five-star player. He had one point tonight. Jaden Clark was their leading scorer. He had seven points tonight. Uh, Bona uh, in the post, he's a beast. He had one point and two rebounds. I thought he made more of an impact on the glass than, than just two rebounds because of his effort. But that's one of the more talented teams in the country. And Illinois looked just as talented. Like, like, let's just put that simply. Terrence Shannon was the best player on the court tonight. Looked like the best NBA prospect by far that I saw today. Right? Like, and we've he did seen better than Keontae George is a projected lottery pick. And he looked great. He's, so he's maybe really I should good. say Keontae George was, was great, but um, he didn't play as well as Terrence tonight. But then you saw Coleman Hawkins and R.J. Melendez make defensive plays. Dane Danger had one on Hawkins that was unbelievable. Like this defense, this length, and then you have Brad Underwood and how hard they play. Uh, and then to have Terrence Shannon be able to be a guy that, that goes and do that thing. Um, that, that's what impressed me the most is Illinois looked like what UCLA looks like. And when you have a good coaching change to go to that pressure, I thought they had the talent, they have the length, they have the coaching, they have the, the guards that, that can make big plays. This looks like a team that can be one of the best teams in the country. And I don't want to say they're going to win a Big Ten championship, but this is the type of team that can make a run in the tournament and has the depth to do the things that they haven't done in March the last couple of years. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, last time we were in a hockey arena watching a team against one of the best in the country out there in Pittsburgh yeah. had some glaring shortcomings where you face some real athleticism, some real size in the perimeter, and Illinois couldn't match up with that. Now, I'm not saying UCLA is as athletic as that Houston team. UCLA is pretty darn athletic and talented. They got one of the most talented starting fives in the country. When you throw in two McDonald's All-Americans, Hakez is regarded as one of the best wings in the country, and Tiger Campbell is on a short list of guards as far as experience and as far as just being one of the better point guards in the country. To be able to respond like that and be able to give them so much problems with your defense, uh, I, I would even throw Matthew Meyer in there, a guy that we've certainly pinpointed quite a bit for some disappointing play to start this season. I thought he was very good defensively. I thought he, his rebounding was good. His passing was good. And Brad's talked about the importance and just the shift in basketball of it being more wing-oriented mm -hmm. and to have Shannon be able to – I'm still more and more impressed. I know he was, his scoring was the, was the story. He had a couple of passes and assists tonight. I'm just really impressed with his ability to play the ball in his hands, go get one, but also be able to see the floor and make those dimes. And uh, we know Meyer can make plays off the bounce and, and those type of things. So athletically, uh, balance, versatility, defense, all those things check the boxes of what it takes to, to go deep. This team's going to have to do that for Brad in, in March. but. And then a, a really good coach, because this made Brad Underwood, who hasn't done it in the tournament in Illinois, this made Brad Underwood 11-5 and five in his last 16 games against a top-10 team. That is unbelievable. I want to bring this up before we get too much into, into the individual player performances, which were great. Illinois fans, man, holy hell, you guys showed up. I mean, this was electric from the Virginia tip-off, right? The Virginia-Baylor game, Illinois had more fans there than anybody. You're hearing ILL chants in the middle of that game. Then when it came here, 
I think by the game, Derek, it was 98% Illini fans in there compared to UCLA fans. And UCLA fans are, what, four hours down the road. Mick Cronin didn't want to really acknowledge too much of that, but he knows these, these Big Ten fan bases travel. Even Matthew Meyer said after the game, we won a national championship at Baylor, and they showed up at home. They did not travel like this. Uh, and Brad Underwood reiterated again, like, this is why it's one of the best jobs in the country. It's a giant of a fan base, and, and you guys showed up, whether you made it to Vegas or not. Like the, the amount of fans that are here is insane, Derek, and it speaks to their passion, but also their excitement about this program under Brad Underwood and, and this team, which is really fun to watch. Yeah, this fan base is super hungry. They show that their ability to support the program when they, they, they believe in it and they see the success, and, and certainly they've earned that, the program has, and then the following is just – They made an impact today. Oh, they absolutely did. And for a team that was on the ropes there early in the second half, to see the momentum start to turn a little bit and to have the pop of that crowd. And, and as it started to build, I, I mean, some of those plays where you had like the Sky Clark and one, which ultimately took the lead uh, later on in that second half. I mean, this place was electric. And to have that on your side and, and what's supposed to be a neutral environment and not really be pro one either way, I mean, that shows why they're on those lists. They're on the list of like the craziest fan bases, but also – one of the most bought in and hungry and everything. And I mean, Indiana, Kentucky, obviously Illinois is kind of in that conversation. So um, they're gonna have a good time in Vegas tonight. I mean, this, this was just a fun night of basketball and, and a way to, to flash into the future for the fan base to see what this team can be down the road. And I didn't know that we would get that. I, I thought yeah. that we might, in flashes, in bits and pieces, and we know that Shannon has been fantastic, but there was like that realization late in the first half, early second half, it's like, okay, this is showing how far they have kind of to went go to script, to, yeah. right? Like that they start off well, they show the talent, and then middle of the game, oh, that's the team that's played in a Sweet 16 and a Final Four. Yeah. Even though UCLA's got a bunch of young guys, uh, they got a bunch of veterans that have been there before. Oh, this is where Illinois has to learn their lessons, and then they'll turn it into wins later on in the season. No, they turned it into a win in the second half. Like that was that's really impressive. Yeah, and there, there were moments where, you know, freshmen looking like freshmen. That guy really struggled there in the first half. Coleman and RJ not stepping up when they needed to step up. Right, yeah, you throw Ty Rogers in there. It's just there were some things building, and, and for a team that wants to play really fast, they were out of control a lot and frenetic offensively. And so while the defense was really impressive in the effort, it just showed some parts where it's like, okay, this is why this team is going to take a while to mesh. But – I thought this freshman were dramatically better there in the second half, sincere, big part of that. Jaden made some plays. I know he was only one for six from the field, but uh, I loved his toughness. His on-ball defense against Tiger Campbell was really good. And, and Sky, Sky stepped up and made big plays and to be a double-figure scorer after uh, how much he struggled was, yeah. was impressive. He really took care of the ball in the second half, which he didn't in the first half. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. 
Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The first player Brad Underwood mentioned in the press conference was, was not Terrence Shannon. It was not Dane Danger. It was not Matthew Meyer. It was Sincere Harris. Um, who's probably Aaron Henry's favorite basketball player right now, the Illinois DB's coach, because he plays like Devin Witherspoon on a basketball court. He completely changed the game. Uh, completely changed the game. He comes in. Brett Underwood didn't play him in the first half. I looked over to you and said, well, the Sincere Harris rotation minutes are gone. Well, that changed. They needed a spark plug. He provided at the top of that press. And he basically took Tiger Campbell out of this game in the second half. Uh, for most of the first, the second half, I looked over you and said, Tiger Campbell hasn't scored in the second half. It, most of his, I think he had six or seven points in the second half, all in the final couple of minutes. A lot of them were, uh, you know, garbage time kind of points there. Uh, and forced turnovers. Tiger had four turnovers in that, that half, but just gave Illinois energy. You know, was able to score at the rim once. Like, what, what a spark plug he was, and that just shows the depth, Derek. That's a ninth player coming in and making a huge impact on the outcome of the game. Ninth player the, of the freshmen that we talk a ton about, the lowest ranked of those, yep. that, that quartet, and the fact of, like, Tiger Campbell made his 100th career start for UCLA tonight. He's been a four-year starter, and for Sincere, who's barely played in college, to get into him and make him uncomfortable, Sincere's just fearless. Like he's going to make some mistakes. He's still got to finish better around the rim. But the way that he competes as a defender, and he even got switched on to Bona at one point. Bona's 6'10", strong, athletic, projected in the middle of the first round. And he's like fighting him for position, boxing him out. And you just love that, that grit and, and tenacity that he brings. And really impressive. And for, for when Illinois wants to, if they're playing from behind or just wants to turn up that aggressiveness on the press. Sincere and Coleman paired together at the, at the forefront of that. It, lots of like with that. All right, Tanner Shannon, that was one of the best performances you and I have ever seen. And we've seen, I would assume, we have a lot of great performances. We've seen uh, Malcolm Hill have some. We've seen Kofi have some. Even for guys against Illinois, like the Ivy performance yeah. at Purdue last year was, was special, but tonight was in that same type of realm. Terrence Shannon is the best guard in the Big Ten. He's one of the best guards in, in the country. He showed that tonight. Uh, and we talked to Fran Fraschilla after the game. Fran told me he's playing like a first-round pick, and he could be a mid-first-round pick. I, I, that's the discussion. Like, he's not on ESPN's mock draft. He's not on hardly any of these mock drafts. He will be soon because he's everything the NBA wants in a guard. He's not going to shoot eight for nine from three every night. But he's shown, Derek, he's a sharp shooter. He can, he's going to shoot. 38-plus percent this year from three. Uh, I'm sure he's over 60 at this point after an eight-for-nine performance tonight. Got to the free-throw line seven times tonight. Draws fouls consistently. Actually missed his free-throws. Three of seven tonight, which is rare for an 80% free-throw shooter. Gets to the rim. Had 10 rebounds, Derek, in the first half. Um, creates for his teammates three assists tonight, only two turnovers. Plays 38 minutes. Played fantastic defense. Jaden Clark had seven points. Uh, Singleton got loose a little bit today, but he was on Clark for a lot of the night, switching all those things. He's an All-American guard. Like, <laughs> you have another one uh, in, in, your, in your system. And I, I just continue to beat this drum. Kudos to Brad Underwood um, for knowing or seeing that this guy could be more than what he was at Texas Tech, where they don't really run offense. They run offense here. They get him in ball screens. They get him going downhill. Uh, and you just see what he's doing with that offensive freedom. He's turning into a, a far better player than he was at Texas Tech, and he was pretty good there. Player development. <laughs> player development. We saw it with Io. We see what, what this staff is doing with him. Obviously, that goes hand-in-hand hand with Shannon's work ethic, I mean, which is 
unmatched in terms of getting up early, putting up a thousand shots a day, that type of thing. And he shot 38% from three last year, really made himself into the one of the most efficient catch and shoot guys out there in college basketball. Now he's shooting it well off the dribble. What's not to like about him? Oh, I, even like, whether it's college, as far as like all American goes, one of the best guards out there, or even in the pros, think about the spacing that's in the NBA, the tempo, and, and he, he's a freight train downhill, so physical, so athletic puts fouls on people at will. I mean, Jalen Clark is regarded as one of the best on-ball defenders, not only in the Pac-12, but in, in college basketball, and he abused him. I mean, there was a point where Shannon had it going, and Mick Cronin goes, well, you just effing, you could hear him say, well, you just effing guard him. Mm-hmm. And that very next play, Shannon goes uh, with the ball screen, Clark goes under, pops a three, and bangs it. And, like, just, you couldn't do anything with him. And it's you add in the, the rebounding, the way he attacked the glass with his energy, uh, his defense, and I, again, I'll say it again, his passing, the way he's seeing the floor, and I wondered how that would look against a higher level opponent. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good. Listen, I know he's a senior, and usually seniors don't get drafted very high, but remember Chris Duarte at Oregon? Was an older guy, got all the way into the first round. Like, there's no reason Terrence Shannon can't be that, and to be honest with you, I think he's potentially even more talented than Duarte. So like, that's, that's pretty amazing what he's doing. You see NBA guys, for you guys that don't like the NBA, Shannon is what they look like. Like, you know, Benedict Matherin did this kind of stuff, right? Maybe not as good of a shooter, but like, that's the kind of stuff you're seeing out of uh, Terrence Shannon. It's unbelievable. Uh, Matthew Meyer game. You know, not, not a ridiculous stat line, but this is what you were hoping for when you added him to your roster. And I guess we aren't shocked that it, took this environment because Illinois needed somebody to step up in this environment. And you knew kind of Shannon would be it. Danger seems like he's so confident right now. But Coleman struggled early on. Scott, the freshman guard struggled early on. RJ really struggled tonight. You needed somebody to step up. And that guy was Matthew Meyer. Didn't force shots besides maybe one. Had a heat check after he made two threes, but you'll take it. Uh, 11 points tonight uh, on eight shots. Five assists, four rebounds, only one turnover, and I thought he played really good defense. Came up with some big boards down the stretch. That's the Matthew Meyer you were hoping for, and you know maybe this is a, a big confidence boost for him moving forward, Derek. Should be, and I, I didn't doubt the way that he would come into this game with his, as far as being composed and not looking out of place, because he's been in so many of these games. To see a top ten, he's played team, well in them, right? Like, yeah, like he's he's produced, and, and to see a top ten team on the other side, that's not going to rattle him or, or make him uncomfortable. Even for a guy that hasn't played his best basketball early on in the season, I just wondered about athletically. We talked about him not moving as well, not maybe looking a hundred percent, and there was a, a way that I was thinking up this game where it could get really ugly for him. He could get abused as far as a defensive liability, a guy that's not making shots. Now you're going to see some, some good athletes, some good defenders on the UCLA side. And to step up and just confidently knock down two threes early in that game, that was a huge boost. I mean, five assists for him is, is really impressive, too. Got to the free throw line tonight. Got to the free throw line, battled uh, in the paint for rebounds, for contesting shots at the rim. And a lot of credit to him for, for being able to – to respond, and maybe he's still not 100% physically, yeah. but he played his butt off tonight yes. and, and really gives Illinois that kind of – I mean, he's talking about he, – he, first podium game for Matthew Meyer. Yeah. He, he's talking about, you know, mentioning to Sincere Harris in the locker room, like, hey, your, your time's coming. And that's what we wondered and hoped for out of both him and Shannon, guys that have been deep into the tournament, guys that are veterans. Illinois doesn't have that coming back. They need them to be not only productive but real leaders, yeah. and, and Matt – 
gave them that tonight, and that was really encouraging. Yeah, uh, then, you know, Matthew Meyer, maybe he is a, a big game guy, right? Like, maybe there's a part of that because when you're up 30 on these bad teams, maybe it's, it's tough to get going. He missed a few shots, and he got down on himself. They were, they were struggling when he was out. When he had two fouls, he, they were really struggling when he was on the bench. So to get him back in the second half and just making some of those effort plays was huge. You got anything else on mind? Plus 17 in the plus minus? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. And then Sincere, both plus 16, yeah, in the plus minus today. Dane Danger, man, uh, big shot after big shot in the second half. He's just really good. I mean, it translated today. I, I love – he's such a high IQ player, Derek. He keeps the ball high. He's not, he's not an ex a vertically explosive athlete, but he caught a pass, kept it high, got the ball up right before Bona could block it. Like, just little things like that, the toughness, the confidence he's got. You mentioned it during – you tweeted during the game. He's got swagger. He's got a lot of swagger right now. But to have that option – and I love it off the bench, right? Uh, to have that option that's Kofi-like – and that you can get him the ball and he can find a way to get you a bucket when you need it. It's, he's not Kofi and is dominant, is, is big and all those things. He's more versatile defensively, but he can still do those things Kofi did when it comes to he can dominate the glass sometimes and he can get you a bucket on the interior when you need it. Yeah, it's great to have that option to play that way, not have to do it all the time. Yep. But to be able to throw that in the second unit, and I mentioned before, it feels like that second unit has an identity with Feed Dane, have Jaden get going as a scorer, Sincere when he plays, come off the bench and be a really good defender. Ty as well, we know he's a, a Swiss Army knife. But yeah, I thought that when Illinois was making its way to where, oh, it's a game now versus breaking the seal to really taking control, I didn't think Illinois was getting Dane the ball enough. Yep. Like, there were some moments where they were just settling for threes or, or, or turning it over and he he was a guy that you throw it down inside. They either got a double or because of his his skill and the way that he can finish right hand, left hand, spin move. He is. I mean, he's been an automatic, but he's thirty for thirty five from the field, six of six tonight. Yeah, and the spin move was. Oh my gosh, that was that was incredible. The right hand finish, and he said he's too small. He's he's got a lot of swagger, a lot of confidence. That's a really that's a really good player. Yeah. Really good. Um, better than we imagined, I, I think. I mean, the coaches were really high on him, and now you're starting to see why yeah. that, that Brad was so excited. We know Jeff Alexander was so excited. Right. I, know, I knew he was capable because I really yeah, liked him yeah. in high school. I just had to see it as far as you make this transition, and while you can be talented and you can be in the best shape of your life, yeah. you don't have game experience in the last couple of years. So I didn't think it would be initial right off the bat, like dominance or anything. And, and I didn't know that he was going to be that – good of a scorer. Like, I knew he was very skilled. He could pass and do all those type of things. But, yeah, they were high on him throughout the offseason. I know people kind of laughed it off and said, oh, we've heard this about Austin Hutcherson or we've heard this about, you know, X, Y, Z. Looks like they might have been right on that one. I, I wonder what Scott Drew was thinking watching him, if he was watching him. I'm sure he's scouting uh, for his next game, uh, UCLA. So he was probably watching uh, Dane Danger go off. I also wonder what Mark Adams at Texas Tech is thinking of Kevin McCuller and Terrence Shannon going off, Derek. Oh, boy. And I mean, what? those two guards are awesome. Yeah. And they're playing better at a different school. And they, it's not like Texas Tech was bad, but those guys are just next level at these other programs. It's tough. It's a it's tough, tough one to swallow, man. And I think – Let's throw – I know a lot of fans will like this. Let's throw Hunter Dickinson in there, yeah. the guy that was calling out Mark Adams for not being able to have that transfer work to Michigan. And for Michigan, who just got hammered by Arizona State last night. We know that Michigan has Dickinson and Jet Howard. Can you imagine if they threw Terrence there in that mix too? It would be different. And it's just the double whammy of making sure that he doesn't go to Michigan, pull him into your squad, 
uh, and not to drive this Michigan slanted or whatever, but uh, yeah, it's wow. He's, he's one. He's one of the best out there. Uh, yeah. So remember Mark Adams on your Christmas card list this year because uh, he helped you apparently in two ways. I thought Coleman Hawkins and Sky Clark bounced back in a huge way. First half, they were headed towards one-star performances in our player grades. Turnovers galore, just rushing things, looked sped up, the moment looked too big for them. I thought they were fantastic in the second half, Derek. Sky, really patient, uh, really skilled game. I thought it was interesting. Brad was saying, after I forgot exactly what his words were in the post game, but he was basically saying, I want to see him let loose at some point. So I think you're going to see a next level of aggression for Sky at some point. But we do, we do see this poise from him, and he showed that in the second half. I thought he was pretty good defensively in the second half, too. Coleman Hawkins was fantastic uh, as a passer for the most part tonight. But defensively, he made, he made a big impact in that game after four turnovers in the first half, looked really sloppy. Uh, so those guys bouncing back was an, another uh, key part of this game. And Coleman especially, along with Sincere at the top of that pressure defense, uh, was fantastic there. Yeah, it takes a mental maturity to be able to, to go through some of that, those struggles. I mean, Coleman was outside of his feet. He had some feeds to Dane that were fantastic in the first half. Outside of that, he was he was really bad. Yeah. Like he had some, even some bad moments defensively as far as like switching or just uh, leaving guys open for UCLA. Uh, four turnovers, uh, bobbled and, and fumbled a lob pass late. But his ability to, to be disruptive in that press was awesome uh, and, and just gave really, really good energy. And this guy had some tough moments too, turning the ball over. And he has looked still kind of tentative. And I think it's just unlocking his game of, you're a freshman, you're trying to be within, you know, not try to stay within myself, try to make the right play. You're almost thinking a little bit too much. But again, like that, that and one was super athletic of a play. Yeah. Uh, he defended well and to do it in that kind of a, of a game and, and that moment and that opponent says a lot about him. Yeah. And, um, you know, Col Coleman, I, I do think we've seen him have those games in the past and then he doesn't bounce back, right? So I thought that was uh, really good to see. Let's, let's shout out Brad Underwood. Uh, first half, the defense was working early on, all that switching. Uh, then Hawkes really took advantage of it. Tiger got going. Illinois had some real breakdowns in some of their switches, busted some of them. Uh, but then to go after two terrible possessions, um, UCLA scores, Illinois turns it over twice. Uh, to, to go to that pressure defense, Derek, completely changed the game and it put Sincere in the game. So got to shout out Brad Underwood for, for getting that team back into it with a key change in what they were doing. Yeah, he did a great job making adjustments and the switching was playing against them. It, it is a value to be able to not create openings on drives. And I know that Tiger Campbell, if you play those pick and roll straight up, he can really get in the lane because he's going to create that angle. But it, it was playing to where Haquez was getting smaller guys on him, shooting over him in the mid post, and to be able to dial that back, dial up the pressure in the full court press, which sometimes is just token pressure. Sometimes they're really getting after it, throwing sincere there in the mix. And even offensively, like, I know that you might not have been able to see it on the broadcast, but when Terrence hit that corner three wide open off an inbounds, that had to have been a play that was kind of drawn up by Brad because it was kind of a deke to where Terrence was turned towards Brad and talking to him, almost to look like he was trying to figure something out. Then he just whipped right around, passed right there, hit the three. So, uh, yeah, great job by the 
by Brad to be able to push some of the right buttons, obviously inspire his team too. And man, the coach on the other side, pretty, pretty sour about losing a quote unquote street fight. You know, obviously Mick Cronin cut from a similar cloth as Brad, huggy tree, that kind of thing, toughness. Did not sit well with him. No, he was angry. Uh, he was trying to be respectful to us, but we'd ask questions about Illinois or get asked questions about his team. He was prickly, prickly to say the least. But I would be too. Your team's up 15. You have guys who are experienced. I know they got some young guys too, but I mean, Jaden Clark, Tiger Campbell, Hawkes, uh, Singleton, who, who is a great shooter, uh, four or seven from three tonight. Like those guys, Hawkes said it, they folded. Uh, but it was also because of what Illinois was doing. So um, huge performance for Illinois, and it sets up another great opportunity, Derek, against another ranked opponent. No, not Baylor, because Virginia crushed them in the second half. This team can guard, Derek. Virginia yeah. is a ridiculous defensive team. I don't know if Illinois is going to be able to score 79 points uh, on Sunday. It's a noon local time tip-off here, 2 o'clock Central time for most of you guys where you are. Um, but that's going to be another big-time test for Illinois. But you feel good, you feel confident after this one. I think most people would have said you win one of these games coming in here and have it against a top-10 UCLA team that's a lot of people pick for a Final Four team. That's huge. But, man, Derek, if you can come out of this with, with Virginia win too, uh, this team could be in the top-10 next week. Uh, if they win both these games. So another chance for Illinois to, to make a statement. There's more Virginia fans, but I still, still think it's going to be 75 80% Illinois fans. There should be another home court advantage here uh, for Illinois. Uh, but a big test for a Cavaliers team that is really experienced and really long, Derek. I always mention that. Like, this team is really long, and Armand Franklin played at a high level today. Yeah, former Hoosier. On that note, similar vein of Indiana to where returned a lot, but people were like, the team went to the NIT last year. Why are people so high on Virginia? Ken Palm knows. Ken Palm <laughs> had them like fifth preseason. I know they are, Ken Palm does gear towards teams that have known commodities, return a lot. They've returned all five starters. But even last year, what was different about this Tony Bennett team was in ACC play, they were middle of the pack, even a little below average defensively in their defensive efficiency grade outs. They look like that standard, really tough ability to get into you and, and be disciplined and long. Uh, defensively, they're, they're deeper because of some of their additions. Getting Vanderplas familiar with uh, from Ohio. Brad even mentioned it tonight that Recruit. Illinois was recruiting him. They, they wanted him as far as a transfer uh, and trying to get a four. Um, worked out getting Matthew Meyer, though. <laughs> but uh, Vanderplas is a shot maker, older guy. The way that they, they stayed really composed offensively too against Baylor we know Baylor really wants to they similar to Illinois they want to disrupt you they want to switch everything and, and Virginia just kept running their stuff running guys off of screens Armand Franklin was great making shots he was also really good getting into Keontae George and forcing some turnovers so maybe you'll see Armand against Terrence Shannon now Terrence Shannon not that Keontae George isn't but Terrence Shannon's a grown man and that's <laughs> going to be tough for him too but uh, yeah really great I mean, this, this whole event is awesome because you're going to, the high level games, what you're going to learn about yourself, and uh, the stakes early on of, of adding a potential and, and another one for Illinois, a potential marquee win. You put the top of your resume uh, late in March. And if we're dreaming a little bit and we're looking ahead, how about Illinois wins this game? Illinois, Texas, and the Jimmy V could be one of the, the best non conference matchups out there if could they win. be a top win, five matchup, right? If they like, win that game. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And you talk about. You know, some of the special teams at Illinois, you can remember some special wins. Like, I, I think it was, uh, it was a Tyler Cottingham brought up that 
the Gonzaga win for Illinois in 04-05, and Cincinnati, I think they won too. Like those were big wins for that those teams. Um, and then you get the Wake Forest win. Like so, these kind of set it up to where. Illinois could have some big-time matchups in the future, but this is one of them. Uh, and this is why you love scheduling tough games. You do learn about yourself, and you have the chance there to, to get marquee wins that really matter. Like we talk about NCAA seeding, this is going to matter. This, this win against UCLA to play a team like Virginia, and then we know the Big Ten, you're going to have so many opportunities. So Illinois will look tonight for one night at least, like it could be one of the best teams in the country. And we can see if they can do it again. It's hard to repeat and do those things over and over again. I think Illinois is more talented than Virginia. Um, I, I really do. It's just Virginia is an old team. What's it? Grad student, junior, senior, grad student, redshirt, junior in their starting lineup. So they, they do what they do really, really well. And we know Tony Bennett's one of the best in the country. Yeah, he definitely is. I know Tony mentions there in the chat that uh, Shedrick, as the, as the five-man, is going to be a really interesting matchup between him and Coleman. And a guy that kind of is similar, and that he's six foot eleven, can stretch it, is mobile and versatile. And they, they do have just a lot of a lot of size that they can throw at you inside, and will make it tough on Shannon to to go in the lane and finish and everything. But yeah, for a team that in Illinois should only get more cohesive, that should only get better and understand who they are and get more and more of an identity. If their talent and just versatility and the movement that they've made has put them in a position to to win some of these games early and then progress as the season goes on, that that shows what this season could potentially have in store. Now it's how do they handle success? How, how do they, don't, you don't want to get complacent. They're going to see on Twitter and everything how great they are. And hear it from Illini fans are going to be overtaking Vegas for the next couple of days. But uh, another chance to, to really up that bar, vault yourself into the top 10 and, and put that resume in a good spot early. Yeah, regardless of what happens on Sunday, I think Illinois is going to move up in the rankings. That's clear. They showed it against UCLA. Uh, we just had a question asked, what will they rank Mike asks if they come out of this weekend 5-0? and They'll be a top-10 team. Uh, I think they'll be the highest-ranked Big Ten team uh, coming out of this weekend um, because these are, these are really good teams. Watching Baylor, Virginia, this, you said it there, this event is a blast. Like, it is well run here. This arena is awesome at T-Mobile Arena. The area around it is awesome. Uh, and it was set up great. And, and to have these high-level teams, four ranked teams in the same place, this is one of the best MTEs in the country right now. Just think about the fact that you belong yeah. at this. I and mean, they, want, they want Illinois in this type of event because of how successful they've been. I mean, Baylor and Virginia have both won two of the last three national titles. And then you look at UCLA has been to a Final Four, went to a Sweet 16 last year. The fact that you belong in this group and, and have the talent, the athleticism, the things that ma match up and stack up, you got NBA talent, which I know that you, you look at between Shannon and Meyer and down the road, if you want to look at maybe Sky and RJ. And the fact that, again, you, you check all those boxes that these other teams check yep. says a lot about what Brad's done. and, and what this team could, could do if they come out the winner. You mentioned it in the pregame. The winners of this event the last couple of years turned out pretty well for themselves. Yeah. Baylor in 2000 went on to win the championship. Arizona went to a Sweet 16, right? And probably should have gone farther than that. They were a really good team. Um, Jackson said most athletic team Illinois has had in a while, certainly since 05. But this one's even bigger. I think it's deeper. It just it doesn't have Darren Williams, D. Brown, and, uh, you know, Four NBA draft picks, maybe eventually they could, but not all within two years of each other. Um, but certainly uh, it's, it's a really good team that 
that has a chance, Derek, to, to be special. Like, but this is what teams, again, we're repeating ourselves, that make this second round or second weekend of the NCAA tournament look like. Yeah, and it has that feeling. This event yes. has the feeling of a second weekend. You play a, a UCLA in a Sweet 16, and maybe it's the two and three seeds playing each other in a region, and then you, you get the winner of, of Baylor and, and Virginia and that. So uh, that's really cool dynamic of it too. And no doubt as far as athleticism and just we it's a, it's a broken record, but versatility, positional size, all those things, things that Illinois hasn't had and hasn't stacked up to, and those are the things that win. Jake, I love Io, but Shannon is a more explosive version of Io. I do, he's a better athlete. Yeah. Right? I, he's, he's a better athlete. He's bigger. Um, I think he'll be drafted higher than Io. I really do um, because of those, those athletic things. And then he's really skilled. Uh, Io is a better ball handler. Probably better. He's a better passer. But, yeah, I mean, that's, those are what NBA guys look like. And Illinois now has guys like that, Derek. Man. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with it because – I mean, vertical explosion, that kind of thing. And we, we've talked about on the last one how fast Shannon is in comparison to Iowa. It says a ton about him. Uh, Brad even mentioned in that answer about transition that Terrence can pull up and shoot it better than Iowa did. But, yeah, Iowa is a, as a decision maker, more advanced than Shannon, although I like what Shannon's shown. And then we'll see how Terrence continues to grow into the guy on the team. When you get in those moments where you need a takeover, when you need uh, a game-winning shot, no one was better than Io. Like he, he was up there as far as historically in the program and then nationally one of the best out there. So that's another factor where I'm not just going to say, oh, yeah, Terrence is better than Io. three years of Io, too. Right? Yeah, he was, he was pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty great player. He's doing, playing pretty well for the Bulls now, too. Um, Sean, sincere Harris should start against teams with good offensive guard. I love him off the bench. We don't need to change the starting lineup for a team that's 4-0 and just beat the top, top 10 team uh, in the country. Uh, Court, imagine how good this team will be in February after the freshmen grow up. Unbelievable. That's, I mean, you think of, and Sky Clark and Jade Knapps have shown real poise for freshmen. They've had freshman moments. There were a couple shots that went up tonight, just a couple moments that bother you, but they're dudes. Like, Jade Knapps is going to lead this team in scoring at some point. Like, yeah. he's just, and he's a junior or whatever it is, like, he's going to lead this team in scoring. And Sky Clark, like, there are a lot of, I hate saying this because of what he's turned into the NBA, but like when we saw Jalen Brunson as a young guard at Villain, like there are just certain things Sky does, like the poise, making good decisions, uh, the the body, the strength, the ability to finish at the rim, go through contact. Sky's got some of those things. So absolutely, Ty Rogers had a bad game today, fouled a lot. He's going to be a big part of this special freshman class potentially. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Sky as far as. His build and, and po composure and everything, he's got some Darren to him too. Yeah. A little bit of early Darren. Yeah. Um, so those guys just getting more and more comfortable and, and seeing things as far as Sky as a decision maker and everything and cleaning up some turnovers and just like Brad said, feeling more comfortable, just go out there and play your game. I'm glad I didn't sell any. I owned quite a bit of Jaden Epps stock going into this season, going into the offseason. There was talk of, oh, he's struggling with turnovers, and can he play on the ball? Is he a point guard? Is, is Ty Rogers going to take some of his on-ball minutes when Sky's out? Jaden Epps looks pretty darn good. He's a huge part of this team, 23 minutes. I think he's top four on the team in minutes or something so far uh, this season. But I told you on the way to the airport, I said, I hate to get ahead of ourselves, but you think of like what good programs do. They're going to lose Terrence Shannon after this year. Coleman Hawkins hopes to be a pro. Um, he's certainly got the skill set to do that. If those guys even leave, you have Danger, Ty Rogers, R.J. Melendez, Jade Knapp, Sky Clark, Sincere Harris. You'll add transfer. Like that's that's going to be one of the best teams in 
better teams in the country, better teams in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like that's what good programs do. And you think of what those guys will be with another year of development. That's why landing top 50 talent uh, and landing top transfers matters. Yeah, and it's part of why a guy like Trent Frazier is so beloved. I would assume of guys that put yourself in a situation to be able to continue to stack those classes, to continue to cover that kind of talent on a consistent basis now. Throwing Hansberry in there, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, Zachary Perrine, like those are some talented guys. And Illinois could be, once again, really deep, really athletic, really versatile again next year. So uh, that's what's really exciting, big picture, long term. Of course, it's all about this season. Mm-hmm. And not to, not to make this too much of a Michigan slam, but I think it's a good thing and a good example. Last year's Michigan team had one of the top freshmen, similar yeah. to Illinois, top freshman classes in the country. Uh, some really good returning pieces like Hunter Dickinson, and they struggle. Like they, they are the example of how this can go wrong for Illinois mm-hmm. early on in the season. They came out to an event against Arizona. I think it might have even been in Vegas and got blasted. Crushed. They got crushed. Even like a, a Texas who owned the portal and had all these new pieces and excitement and talent, and they, they underachieved. They, it took a long time for that team to get going. It's, it's, only, it's one game, and there's another test waiting on Sunday and some more that are coming here, but – to kick that off this way for Illinois, it, it says a lot about, you know, just everything that this team could accomplish as they have things click down yeah. the road. It says a lot about the coaching staff too. Uh, Ryan Harris is the Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut parking lot. That's the guy you'd want. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Lunkers, what's up, man? Yeah, good to see you. Um, Hope you guys get to enjoy Vegas tomorrow after this win. We got a lot of work to do, but yes, we're going to enjoy Vegas tomorrow. We enjoyed Vegas on the first night uh, as well. Met a, met a really nice gentleman from, from Canada, and, and we had fun at a piano bar. Um, Illinois home game today, Mark, absolutely. I was surprised they still switched when Jaime, yeah, when he got on Jaden Epps, that, that's just tough. Like, they, they started to, to get some of those things. But again, kudos to Illinois that they were able to, to really, really bounce back on that. Yeah, I, I looked it up, Derek, the eight threes by Terrence Shannon. Uh, other guys that did it, I'm not going to name all of them. Kevin Turner, uh, Alfonso Plummer did it last year. Um, did Trent do it one time? I can't remember. Uh, Trent Meacham did it one time. Like, there's about six other players that have done it. So uh, to do that is pretty amazing. Like he said, end of this caliber of game. Like some of those guys, not to take it away from them, probably did it maybe against a, a lesser opponent and not as big of a stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's wrap up here, see if we got any more. Uh, Danger got uh, a warning for doing the get on the floor pose. That was the uh, too small pose. That's, yeah. what, that's what the guys like to do. And they, if you get him against anybody smaller than him, man, he's so confident. Just so confident right now. And some of those shots, like the hook shot from about eight feet, Derek. That's a big-time play, and you mentioned the spin move. Ridiculous skill. Absolutely, and we'll see as it goes along where he'll face a guy where he doesn't have that size advantage, but then pulling a guy away from the paint, taking him off the dribble. I know that people want to see that against a Hunter, against a Zach Eady. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he just continues to, to impress and, and play with more and more confidence. and. That's quite a value to bring that guy off the bench as your backup five. Scotty B, I get Patrick Beverly vibes from Sincere Harris. That's that's a good call. Good. That's a good call. Wyatt, who is his PT when Luke is ready besides Luke? Might have answered the question there. 
Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's going to be hard a for a guy. Yeah, Luke's a great shooter. He can provide that. I don't know, maybe R.J. Melendez. It's too early for that. Ty Rogers, I don't know. But to add to Luke would be great for depth. But it's just coming back from that injury, that late in the season, trying to find your role. And that team's going to be established by that. That's going to be tough for Luke to do. But he does provide a shooter. Yeah, it's a tough challenge for him to be able to click and insert himself back into that that lineup, we saw the challenges of Andre Curbelo trying to do that last year, uh, mid-season, having missed a lot of time. But the thing about Luke is we know that his IQ is really, really good. I think that he's not someone that's going to come back and, and make a bunch of like mental mistakes. And then I think the, the three-point shooting is a very good value. We're going to see more and more teams as we go along are going to try to pack that lane on Shannon. And that's going to leave some guys in the corners for threes and Luke Goody can be as good as anybody in the Big Ten knocking those down. Uh, Scotty said, not much for Mac Etienne. He looks banged up. Um, interesting haircut for, for Mac Etienne. <laughs> he seems banged up. He's got a big brace on his knee. But, yeah, he hasn't developed probably as, as much as they want to at this point. Right. He, he had an ACL injury. Uh, and like you said, still has the big brace. Uh, doesn't seem to be 100%. And uh, he struggled to, to click into place. I think he's like one for 10 from the field to start this season. And uh, someone that I, I liked a lot out of high school. The staff obviously did, wanted him a ton, but it's been a tough go for him so far in college. All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for us here in Vegas. we got to go get some writing done. We'll have plenty up at Illini Inquirer. Thank you all for watching on the live YouTube channel. Uh, give us a like on that like button. Uh, subscribe to us as well. Tell your friends about it. We love doing this and interacting with you guys after the games. Uh, we got player grades coming up. I'll have Fran Fraschilla talking about Terrence Shannon. Derek will have a column. We'll have player grades, all of that stuff uh, coming up. So give us a follow, rating, review, wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody have a great night, especially you guys in Vegas. I'm sure it already is a great night for you guys in Vegas. And we'll talk to you after Sunday's game as well, right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Bye, everybody. The NBA is bigger and better than ever. Don't settle for boring analysis and fake hot takes. Get real insider knowledge, real scoops, and really weird ideas about the game we all love. An oddball with Amin El Hassan, that's him, and Charlotte Wilder, that's me. We'll hit you with funny and fearless talk on all things basketball, from the serious stories on the court, the player beefs off of it, and everything in between. You can catch Oddball with Amin El Hassan and Charlotte Wilder every Tuesday through Friday on the DraftKings Network and wherever you listen. Listen to your podcasts.